Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. I am your host, Donna Lyons, coming to you live from Washington, D.C., right here on the Lions Radio Network. And don't forget, after the show airs live, you can find us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Spreaker. You can always download us in different areas and, and find us. And I do want to thank our listeners from around the globe. We have listeners all over the world, and we are thrilled. So thank you and welcome. Today I have an incredible guest. We were just chatting a little bit before we went live. Um, He's super cool. He is a multidimensional energy expert who has been called a bridger of consciousness, an awakener of souls, and a catalyst for high-level vibrational change in the lives of millions of clients across the globe. The transformational energy he channels brings about change that goes far beyond the 3D reality and opens the self up to its truest and most connected experience of knowing divine love at every level of the being. He has survived some of the most crazy stuff, and he has been so successful on his outcome. He's also a best-selling author of Love, Life, God, The Journey of Creation, as well as the co-author of the international number one bestseller, The Big E, Everything is Energy. His latest USA Today best-selling book, The Answer is Energy, a 30-day guide to creating your ideal life, embracing true abundance, and knowing your worth from within. His name is Jared Hewitt, and I would like to welcome Hi, Jared. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me on today. It's good times. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you you do so many interviews, it's probably like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, every, you know, every single... It's you know it's the moment of now and every single moment is a new moment. They're all different, so I have fun doing all of it most of the oh, time. Cool. <laughs> I yeah. most of the time. You know, I got to keep it real. Every now and then you get somebody and you go, ah, oh, that was a little weird, but uh, yeah. it's fun. Oh my I enjoy gosh. doing I it. You know, I had someone one time. It was my most, and I tell everybody this. It was my most difficult interview <laughs> ever. It was like pulling teeth from a shark. I would ask her a question thinking, okay, can you delve in a little deeper? And they'd be like, one word answers. You get the yes or you words. get the no, right? Yeah, yeah it's those awkward, <laughs> the awkward TV interviews where the host goes, you know, you get a really deep question and they go, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Well, listen, you have overcome so many things in your life it's just insane and I want to I had a, I had a, I, yeah I had a crappy life <laughs> that's what I I say that as a joke because I, you know I've I've said numerous times that I would not change any of it because it all led me to being who I am however had I said that to myself 20 years ago that version of me would have probably pulled out the IVs stripped off the heart monitors and mustered up every bit of courage 
and strength I had to punch this version of me in the face just for, you know, trying to even say that. Um, but looking back on it now, it's true. But, yeah, I I, uh, I did not have a wonderful childhood. It was far from it. I did not have a, a wonderful adolescence or even, uh, a, you know, springing into my 20s. Uh, life life did not get get really great or even easy or even pleasant uh, up until probably my late 20s. And then, you know, 30s were great, and 40s so far have been wonderful. So I know I sound like I'm 12. That's that's all the old uh, <laughs> Disney voiceovers and the, up next, you know, that's all. But uh, uh, that, that's all that stuff coming out. But um, I've actually well, I mean, it, it's you have, Yeah, and let's, let's tell everybody. I mean, you overcame massive debt, but you ended up creating a seven-figure um, company. You were morbidly obese. You you lost 150 pounds. You were bullied as a child. You were diagnosed with agoraphobia, PTSD, yeah. depression. You overcame being a shut-in and survived suicide attempts. You were a caregiver for an elderly parent with dementia, but you had to sue someone to get guardianship. You were. Oh, that I'm still. Yeah, I'm still. I'm still caregiver. My dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's awesome. And I mean, and you went on to write four bestsellers because people people were telling you weren't going to amount to anything. You wrote four bestsellers, and you've done over 2,000 voiceover commercials. You overcame alcohol and addiction while growing up LGBTQ in the conservative Midwest. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a little bit of like, <laughs> yeah. And on top um, of that, you were seeing dead people when you were a kid. So <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, ironically, out of everything you listed, strangely enough, that was the biggest hurdle to overcome for me. Uh, it was the, you know, everything else was kind of like the, uh, those are things I can pretend to fix about myself or ignore or shut down. But the, uh, the, oh, I also see energy and I'm seeing all of this stuff. That was just like, oh man, I'm like, I'm just so fundamentally flawed and broken on the inside. Um, you know, cause that was, those were the messages I was receiving and I really internalized that. And so, you know, like you said, I was by the third grade, um, I was well into the 200 pound range. And um, I had at that point in time, I'd, I'd broken both of my arms a couple times. Bro- I'd broken bones, my leg, um, you know, fingers, toes, had stitches everywhere. Um, when, by the time I got into uh, high school, I was pushing 300 pounds. And I just tripped one night and broke both of my arms just from the weight of my own body. Uh, so that oh, was God. an experience, not being able to dress myself or feed myself. Uh, you know, going into puberty as well, that, that's a really uh, awkward thing to have to experience. Um, so there, there was just a lot of, uh, but that was the manifestation of me believing I was broken and it, it wound up kind of taking root in my heart, ultimately shutting down my physical heart. I had a lot of heart Mm -hmm. problems in and out of the emergency room, halter monitors all the time, tubes up my nose and down into my body to try to figure out what was going on with my electrical system. And it was really just the, the sort of inner turmoil, you know, I mean, we, we manifest it in ways of, I mean, obviously there was the depression and the PTSD from some earlier abuse and trauma. Uh, and the agoraphobia that was sort of, uh, you know, being afraid to go out in the world. But it, it was really a fear of being with myself because who I was within myself, I had been so ingrained with, you know, hide it, shun it, it's wrong, turn it off. Um, that, but I couldn't change it. You know that no matter what I, no matter where you go, there you are. You know, I mean, it's such a cliche, right. but it's true. And no matter what I did, you know, at some point when the lights go off at night and you're lying there asleep, you're left with who you are. And so no matter what face you put on or what mask you wear to the outside world, 
ultimately you're still left with, and even if you can bury it deep and it's at the subconscious, that's when it starts to, or in my experience it did anyway, really manifest in a lot of physical breakdowns because if I wouldn't listen to my body, it was going to really get my attention. And so um, mm-hmm. that's that's how it happened with me. But, you know, I, I look back at it, and um, once I kind of got the physical stuff under control, then – uh, I was out on my own, and the financial all collapsed, and so uh, I, I really had to look at, you know, what are my beliefs about everything, and why do I believe what I believe, and if I would have been born 10,000 miles away to a different group of, of parents and to a different society and, and been socialized differently and had different socioeconomic background, um, you know, different different uh, spirituality or just different understanding about life, you know, who would I be? And I, this sounds morbid, but it was kind of like if I had a stroke. Um, you know, would my personality change? You know, looking at um, neuroplasticity and kind of the science of, of neurosurgery, you know, where they can go in and, you know, push a little, literally touch a part of your brain and, you know, how you smell or how you think or how you spell, you can kind of lose things or change things. And it was like, right. okay, well, these are, these, are, these are things, but they're not me at my essence. So who am I at my essence? And that's kind of where the, the title for the book comes from is that, you know, the answer is energy right. or everything is energy that it, it's not about the thoughts we think. It's, you know, ultimately, what are those thoughts? Where do they originate from? Well, they originate from us. So we're the thinker. So beyond the thinker, who are we? And so it's a deeper dive into that exploration. And for me, that was the key to unlocking and really overcoming all of that and, and lifting into something completely new for me. So when you, where was the turning point for you when, I mean, obviously you had to do that, what you were just talking about was that shift. Where was that turning point for you? Was there a specific day? Was there an aha moment? I mean, yeah. um, when did everything start shifting? There, there were, there were kind of little bitty ones. I mean, I'd had a lot of of experiences. I'm, I'm very, um, <laughs> I'm a very stubborn person. I needed to be sort of kicked in the butt a few times along the way, and because uh, you know, I, I was very much, um, I, I never in my wildest dreams that I think. You know, I was raised like creative people. You're never going to make any money. You know, you're never going to go out and make money, especially in entertainment. That's what I wanted to go do at the time. Um, and then I wanted to write on top of that. Well, you know, starving artist complex. So that was just okay. So I, right. I had it set in my mind. I was going to go be an attorney. And, uh, you know, I'd probably be on my fifth marriage, bald, and have five kids I hate and uh, be very <laughs> overweight and maybe dead by now because that that's where I was going. But I was, but it was just, yeah. I was, I was, it was a money centric thing for me. It was like I wanted to take care of. I, my belief systems and my, my focus was all out of whack. And so I was in college, and this was probably the third time I had gone back. I was on scholarship because I, I you know, could do well in school. I just uh, – I had gone out to Los Angeles. 9-11 happened, and um, I was interning at Warner Brothers, and uh, that really frightened me a lot, obviously. with I already had a problem with <laughs> the agoraphobia. It took me <laughs> three months just at one point to actually leave the house. And so uh, I came back, decided I was going to finish school. And so um, I'm I'm in bed one day, and this is when I'm dealing with a lot of the heart issues, and I've got the halter monitors, and those I don't know how those have changed now, but back then you had to sort of like put it on your chest every time your heart skipped, which mine was all the time, and then you'd have to dial a phone number and put it up there, and it was this crazy process. So I'm sitting there doing that. I'm all medicated, and they're trying to you know figure out what's wrong and get me back into rhythm, which for me that's a metaphor of I was very out of step and out of rhythm with my life. Um, and so I'm just laying there and I knew I was going to die. I mean, that was it. Like my hair is falling out. I'm withering away. I have no energy. Um, I'm just, I'm living this massive life. I'm just living a life I don't want. Everything is miserable around me. I'm I'm unhappy with 
you know, everything. And so I just kind of literally just said, you know, God, universe, whatever. At the time, it was God. I was still very much kind of into the religious templates I'd been raised with. But I just said, just kill me. This is miserable. Like, you know, you're you're being a real jerk. <laughs> just, yeah. just, 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 just take me. This is this is not going anywhere. Just just take me. Yeah. And when I didn't die, I just said, well, you know what? Fine. Then f you. If I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna do it myself. Because if you're not gonna kill me, uh, I'm not gonna kill myself. But I'm gonna take every bit of strength I have, and uh, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna go do something that I want to go do. And so it it took me, you know, probably ten minutes to get up and get out of bed. But in that moment of, of having that realization, that was when I really sat there and, and I heard for the first time really, really clearly that answer back of, you know, what are you doing to yourself? You're doing this to yourself. It's all energy. Why are you thinking these thoughts? Why are you living this life? If this isn't your life, change it. And, of course, that just made me, you know, more angry. But then through that came that answer that it's all just energy. And that, that really was my aha moment was lying in bed just saying, you know what, just end it. And then it was like, well, why don't you just mentally end it in a way of why don't you stop thinking these thoughts and why don't you start stop living this life and why don't you start taking a little bit of control you know you've got you've got a body you've got a mind use it um and i didn't necessarily like that answer but it 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 started yeah. it started the ball rolling for me of really discovering wow you know what i think this way because when i was 3 somebody said this and it stuck and when i was in school you know i was raised and i went to you know, academies and Christian schools and grade school, and we didn't have history. We memorized Bible verses and things like that. And so um, mm-hmm. I realized, wow, there's a lot of just stuff that I just believe because somebody told it to me, but it was not matching my life experience. And if I would let my life experience and my own, if I would start validating my experience versus validating somebody else's words, there was a lot more power in that. And I, I suddenly started realizing, wow, I know a lot more than I'm letting myself realize. And in doing that, slowly and surely, I started kind of coming into my own power and being able to stand up for myself and say the things that I wanted to say. And um, it it was a whole paradigm shift for me. And, you know, and that's that to me is looking at the business part of your life where you've moved forward and you took those steps to build this life. When did the the you know, you had to deal with the psychic ability, too. How did you deal with that? in reference to everything else that's coming along. I mean, you've got these two massive shifts that you're trying to do and deal with. One is your business sense, and then one is this spiritual sense. How did all that come sure. together? Well, so I still tried to hide that because I thought I don't want to be the freak. Like, <laughs> to me, that, yeah. was still kind of, that was still kind of carny, and uh, I thought, you know, everybody's going to think I'm just a shyster, and, uh, you know, I, I don't – I, to me, that was still very like um, you know just carnival tense, and I didn't. I, I still had this this a lot of judgment around that. And so um, eventually, I, I did graduate. I moved out to Los Angeles, and um, I pretty very quickly became the voice of uh, White Castle restaurants. I'd, I'd gone out to LA. I was still gonna. I had kind of merged the two, and I was gonna do entertainment law. So I thought, well, that's a nice. I can I can bring in the creativity, but I can also still you know make sure I can forge my own path. And um, before I could even start law school, I got the the White Castle gig, and I got my first check, and it was more than I probably would have made in a year right out of law school. And I thought, okay, you know what? This is I'm doing this. This is what I'm going to go do. So I met up with some people. Um, one of them was Dee Wallace, uh, who was um, she was the mom in ET, and she's been in tons of movies, TV shows, and um, she was actually my co-author on The Big E. And uh, we started working together and doing energy work, and 
um, she was very, very out there in that field. And so we would kind of do stuff and then I would just kind of hide out and sit in the front row when she would go speak at events and do things. And, um, after a little while, um, there was a writer strike and I was going to be without work for about a year. And that was back in like 2007 or eight when, uh, suddenly reality TV became a big thing because the networks needed content and, uh, there weren't going to be, you know, new shows because the writer strike and that affected advertising which was basically my, my income. So um, that's when I got into about $90,000 worth of debt. And uh, I remember one of the people from The Secret, uh, they were going to do a talk show. And they brought me in thinking I would do all of their, you know, uh, coming up next and, you know, all of the, the kind of things like that. And uh, he decided not to do the show, but he said, you know, you're a really smart guy. We were talking metaphysics and we were talking all this fun stuff. And he said, if you ever decide to write a book, uh, I would help you out. I think you could do really well in this field. And um, it was really, again, I told you I was stubborn. And so by, by at that point looking at my life going, you know, I'm living in all of this debt. I have nothing to my name. I had literally at that point decided I was going to have to go work at the mall um, but to keep my hours flexible enough if, you know, I ever wanted to have a time free to ever get back into voiceover, assuming that the strike ever ended. Um, and so I thought, you know what? Maybe I should do that. And so it kind of took that for me to get over my hurdle of um, – you know, I guess I guess paying my bills is more important than people thinking I'm a freak and uh, being a sideshow. And so I, I did that, and the book took off, and it went to number one in 12 categories in three countries. And um, so I thought, oh, crap, okay, I'm kind of out there. And then my health started taking a little bit of a hit, and I realized I was still holding some conflicting beliefs around being seen and not wanting to be seen and not wanting to be known. Uh, so I started working with that, and the more I started working with both of those, that's when the career sort of both – the business as far as voiceover and then as far as the books and everything else, that's when kind of everything started to come together and take off. But it really goes back to the story I was telling. And this is what I, you know, when I talk to people about what's the story you're telling about yourself and what are your ceilings and what are your limits and why are they there? I mean, I understand it because I've, I've gone through it in just about every facet and aspect of my life. Uh oh, did I lose you? No. Did I lose you? Welcome to The Mind Twist, a conspiracy theory radio show where we bring you some of the world's most controversial, thought-provoking, and unresolved conspiracy theories. We cut through the red tape and take a closer look at the paradoxes, evidences, and history. The harder it is to believe, the more intriguing it becomes. Let's unravel the evidence together and find what's concealed in the world's most disputed conspiracies and get to the truth, or will we? And now, get ready to have your mind twisted on Mind Twist Conspiracy Theory Radio. All right, everyone. Sorry we have a little bit of a technical glitch there. Jared, are you there? <laughs> I'm here, Linda. I'm here. 
Oh my God! I, I see what did I tell you? You were talking connection. <laughs> that's right. Well, and that's kind of where I was going. <laughs> I don't. I don't know when I cut off, but that's where we were talking about. You know, that's one of uh, the big things that that come up is being able to really fully connect and be seen and be heard and yeah. Yeah. That's, Isn't that's, that's that weird? Yeah. Do 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 do. Exactly. Um, I want to let everyone know where they can um, get your books. Um, I, I believe in stores and online. Yeah, uh, brick and mortar and online as well. And uh, oh. there also, if you're going to be traveling anytime soon, I uh, I was in Atlanta, I was in Dallas, I was in Houston and LAX, and they had them all in the bookstores there. So we got, I guess, we're in some airports as well. Oh, that's awesome. And do you have any events coming up, or what do you have going on coming up soon? I do. I have a few. Uh, there's, so one of the things you can do if you want some just some free meditations, they come with the book, but um, I'll cheat and give them out for free here. If you go to my website, it's jaredhewitt.com, J-A-R-R-A-D-H-E-W-E-T-T.com, and then forward slash meditations. Uh, you'll get three different meditations, um, and – That'll sign you up for my newsletter, and I've got an event that starts on November 10th. It's going to be a 21-day sort of energy retreat, but it's online. So we've got, I've got my own little uh, space where you can ask questions, and there's a whole bunch of meditations. I think there's like 20 that come with that. We're going to do two video calls, uh, three live Q&A calls. We're going to do what I call a journey call where it's like a two-hour thing where we do some deeper inner meditative work, a uh, whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and they'll, you can also kind of check that out on my website as well. So that's coming up in November. Oh, excellent. Well, Jared, thank you so much for coming on. Sorry about the glitch towards the end there, but I have a feeling it was all energy-related. <laughs> that's all right. But usually, we know, sometimes when I go places, the phone lines cut out, power goes out, I sneeze, light bulbs go off. There's, we've had some <laughs> weird things happen, so I, I'll just chalk it up to a lot of energy flowing and, and – uh, because you know, we'll, I'll we'll, tell you what, I grounded myself before the show because I know, <laughs> and, I, and I, I grounded really, really good. And I'm thinking, okay, good. I, you know, this is going to run smoothly. And now nope, <laughs> your energy came through. What can I say? I think it's awesome. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, it's been fun. I hope everybody enjoyed it. And you know, if you if you've if you're interested in why you think the way you think or feel the way you feel and are ready to step into something bigger and be seen in a new way, be heard in a new way, and not just by the world, but really by yourself, and learn to look in the mirror and see something new. Um, you know, I'd encourage you to check out the book. I mean, at Amazon, I think, usually has it for like 50% off, so it's like 8 bucks. And it's meant to be done, you know, you can read it in four hours, but it's meant to be done a chapter a day. And that, it's, that way you get these little, and there's little experiences at the end, little meditations to give you kind of an experience of the energy. Uh, so it's real simple, but it's all the things that I've found over the last 10, 12 years in my 21- and 30-day retreats that are kind of people's biggest core issues. So if you'll kind of – I know it's, it's some of it's very simple, but some of it goes very deep. So if you'll take it and instead of trying to cram it all into four hours like we want to do, if you'll actually just kind of you know use it as a bathroom reader and uh, just, just <laughs> take those little five or six pages a day, um, you'll really have some big growth. I think that's the best way to do anything, especially when you're working with energy or within yourself. I think you need to take that time and really um, learn each tool individually. So yeah, and let it integrate. Give it time. Give some, yeah, that's the best advice you can give someone. Yeah. Well, I hope everyone checks it out. Guys, Jared Hewitt, um, I hope you'll come back again. 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. I would love to. When when we uh, when we when we get our uh, technical glitches, I'd love to take calls too because I love talking <laughs> to people. That's one of my favorite things to do. So. Yeah, we'll, I would we'll, love to do the call. I would we'll love blow to their have phone lines. <laughs> What's that? I said we'll blow their phone lines. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> <laughs> We'll we'll save the phone oh lines God. and just blow the old blocks out. We'll do that instead. That's that's much more fun to do. Power outage in the DC area. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. You I never love it. Know. Oh, Jared, you are so much fun. Thank you so much. You made my day so much better, and I hope everybody else had a great time too. I'm and, glad uh, that's that's the world I want to live in, where we all smile a little bit more. You know, it's important. Absolutely. It really is. Absolutely. You have a great rest of your day, Jared. You too, and thanks, everybody. I appreciate you. All right. right. Bye-bye. Everyone, that was just too much fun. Um, Check out his website. His name is Jared, J-A-R-E-D, Hewitt, H-E-W-E-T-T, and see what what he has there. I mean, everyday life, you can use the tools that he has. So, everyone, thanks for tuning in. I had a great time. We will see you next week. Thank you.